Hello, and welcome to the ultimate episode, the final episode of the fight for the Furby. The tension is palpable. The Furby is within all of our grasp. First, let me introduce my worthy competitors, because I forgot to and I was about to be rude. Kells. Yeah, rudeness doesn't really suit your character, so I'm, I'm glad you came back to us. Hello, Devo. Hello. Andy. How you doing, Chewbacca? <laughs> Hello. Now, Neil, take it away. Well, every week we have a theme, and within that theme I've got six categories of four questions each. Each question is worth 10 points. There's a few bonus points thrown in here and there. And then there's a final question, which is worth up to 100 points. And as Devo mentioned, we are on game 10 of a 10-game tournament. And currently, we are we have a three-way tie. So the winner of this game today will win the fight for the Furby. Wow. For this tournament, just, just for the purpose of this tournament, each game, each player has a chance to opt for a different question. We call it, uh, what do we call it again? The Furby the freebie. Furby. Yeah, the Furby freebie. Thank you. Freebie. Uh, where I give them a, a an alternative question, which may or may not be a trick question. May not uh, be a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> it is. No, that's rich. <laughs> And we have a, I have a special bonus today, or special uh, it's a special quiz today because one of our our listeners, uh, Barry Shockle, did a quiz for me. Uh, he gave us a full quiz, including a final question. Oh my gosh! I'm using wow. it almost complete. I had I changed a few things here, or there, just a few minor questions. I changed a couple of questions, um, and sh- you know tightened up the language on a few of them, but it's basically all Barry's questions. So if you have any complaints, direct them to him. Thank you, Barry. Um, Thank you, Barry. I'll be happy to take credit for all the good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, just kidding. So let's, uh, let's get started. Uh, Barry is from the great state of Minnesota and he wrote a, a quiz about Minnesota. What? I said he wrote a quiz about Minnesota. <laughs> the Furby rests we... on our knowledge of the land of 10,000 lakes. Oh, that's the well, first there question. goes the first question. First question. Wow. <laughs> there is a question related to that, so I would yeah. be careful before you go down that path. Well done, Devo. Keep going. <laughs> Tell us what else you know about Minnesota, Devo. <laughs> Don't leave anything out. All right. As usual, we're going to start with science. Really? Minnesota science? Okay. Fine. To be, to be clear, uh, as Barry mentioned, uh, some of these are kind of kind of a stretch to call them science, but they're science adjacent. Okay. Uh, that's better. I, I myself know more about science adjacent than actual science. So that helps me. All right. Question one. The Hull Rust Mahoning Open Pit was established in 1895 and was one of the world's first mechanized open pit mines. 
Located in the Masabi Range, it supplied as much as one-fourth of all the supply mined in the United States during its peak production from World War II to World War III of what important... Hold on. You said World War II to World War III. I did not mean three. I meant two. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> did we miss something while we were recording? It was after the robot holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so I'm I meant World War II, obviously not World War Three. So the question essentially is, what was being being mined out of the whole rust mahoning open pit? Locked in. Hmm. Yeah. There's a correct answer and a more correct answer. Oh. Um, I don't know. No. But don't let that confuse you. No. Because you won't get the more connect. You won't get the more correct one. How do you know? I know. Because <laughs> I know you, Davo. Oh, you're the best. Um, hmm. Locked in. I'm going to lock in with my answer. I'm not happy with it, but here we go. All right, Kels? I guessed iron. Davo? I said coal. And Andy? Iron ore. The more correct answer is taconite. T- it looks like taconite, oh, T-A-C-O-N-I-T-E. But that is a kind of low-grade iron ore. So I'll accept iron ore as well. So good job, Kells and Andy. Thank you. Question two. Although born in Michigan, this famed aviator grew up in Little Falls, Minnesota with his father where his father was a U.S. representative. This aviator received the United States' highest military decoration, the Medal of Honor. Name this aviator for whom the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport Terminal was named. (laughs) There was an aviator named Prince? (laughs) It did give you well the picture. Uh, (laughs) Locked in. Um... I'm locked in. Mm. Was Snoopy from Little Falls? <laughs> no, the Red Baron. I'll, gi- <laughs> I'll give you a hint. He was the flight engineer on the mothership. That can't be right. <laughs> I'm locked in. David? Well, you said he... And a famous aviator, and I only know a couple of famous aviators, and one of them is a lady. So I said Lindbergh. <laughs> Andy? One of them is a lady. Um, <laughs> yeah, I also went with Charles Lindbergh, though not because one of them is a lady. <laughs> hey. <so. laughs> well, we... It's a good chance we all got it wrong because I went with Lindbergh because I could not think of anybody outside of him and Amelia Earhart. And she's a lady. <laughs> she's a lady. <laughs> Once we start answering, I was like, oh, yeah. Um, there, there are several others I could have thought of, but I like them with Charles Lindbergh. Well, the correct answer is Snoopy. What? No, it's Char- Charles Lindbergh. Yay. Snoopy threw... 12 missions over Nam, you know. That's something to laugh at. Okay. 
question question three the world famous mayo clinic clinic is located in what minnesota city locked in <laughs> i think it's uh, this uh, uh locked in locked in andy rochester kels it says st paul david i said eden prairie the correct answer is Rochester. Hmm. Question four. The Minnesota state bird with a crazy name is also called the Great Northern Diver. What is its more common name? Locked in. Crazy name. Oh, oh, locked in. I have no idea, but I'm guessing from this. Crazy name? Uh-huh. Great Northern Diver? Not to be confused uh, with the holy diver. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite bird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> crazy name. Furby Freebie. Mm, all right. Great. All right. All right, Kells, do you want to give us the right answer? Um, I was hoping that this was kind of like a play on words and you were referring to a loon. Oh, Andy, I too am totally guessing with the bird loon. The correct answer is the common loon. <laughs> Very nicely done, guys. So, loons are are big black and white birds with red eyes that are known for their uh, eerie, echoing calls. Um, they're pretty clumsy on land, but they're really high speed flyers and excellent swimmers. And can dive to depths of up to ninety feet to to grab a fish. Yeah, that's dedication. Yeah. All right, so I've got four of these uh, questions left, Davo. So pick a number between one and four. Four. Question four: What is the only country to start with the letter Q? Qatar. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well All right. Well so done. that's uh, 10 points for David without even having to think about it. Mm-hmm. All right. At the end of round one, scores are Andy perfect with 40, Kells has 30, and Davo has 20. Whew. Anybody's game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's move on to category two, which is geography. No. Uh, oh, Minnesota. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> what? Thought that was going to be the answer for geography. Sorry. Mm. Uh, none of the answers for the geography question in Minnesota is Minnesota. Oh, man, dude, I will no give you that much. Round. Okay. <laughs> question one Lake Itasca, I T A S C A is a small glacial lake approximately 1.8 square miles and located in the north centri- located in north central Minnesota. It is notable for what important reason? Oh. Why is it notable? Locked in. Uh, I got a guess. I'm locked in. I'll give you a hint, Davo. It has something to do with watery tights, tarts handing out swords. Mm-hmm. That's no basis for government. <laughs> One person got it. One person. 
Thank I you, was Sensei. writing down an answer while you were joking. I'm kind yeah, of focused out, man. I've already got the answer. I'm on a roll. Okay, David, what's your answer? I said that it had the uh, the the cleanest, clearest water. Oh, that may be true, but that's not what we're looking for. Great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we're not even going to wait to the end of the category to let you know that you're wrong. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he barely let you finish your answer. Super. <laughs> Andy? I believe it's where the Mississippi River begins. It's at origin. Kels? I also said it had to be like the source of the Mississippi River. It is the headwater of the Mississippi River. Oh, that's what you call it. I knew there was a name for the beginning of a river. Yeah. (laughs) It'll get better, Davo. You got this. Stay with us. They call it, Davo, they call it the Big Muddy because it's so clean. (laughs) <laughs> all right that's how we're gonna do it tonight andy okay I'm trying to talk you out I'm, of the game, baby. I'm sorry man it's the, talk you out of it. it's the end of the semester and i'm getting punchy i apologize that was that was out of line <laughs> i've not had a lot of sleep this week tiger got out of the cage man <laughs> all right question two in geography the fourth largest city in Minnesota, located at the west end of Lake Superior, is also one of the busiest port cities in the United States. Name the city. Oh, I have a guess. <laughs> I'm locked in. Thank you. It's probably a bad time to um, admit that I know maybe four cities in Minnesota. Well, hey, if they're the fourth, if they're the four largest, then just you got a 25% chance. Two of them are. I'm locked in. I am locked in as well. All right. Andy, why don't you start us off? The city is Duluth, headquarters for the Duluth, Misabi, and Iron Ore Railroad. Kels? I was hoping we'd have a repeat offender, and I said Rochester. Deva? I also said Duluth. The correct answer is Duluth. Oh. Don't forget to check out the lift bridge when you visit Duluth. Someone oh. also did some calculations and determined that it was the furthest inland of the inland ports in America. Oh, oh, wow. I never thought of that. It's like to get for the to get to the ocean from Duluth is like twenty five hundred miles or something like that. Hmm. Wow. I would not have thought of that. All right. Question three. Until recently, Bloomington was home to the largest indoor mall in the United States. What is the name of that famous mall? Locked in because this is what screwed me up in the last game. (laughs) Uh, Locked in. Locked in. Kels. I believe it's the Mall of America. Devo. The Mall of America. And Andy. Mall of America. It is the Mall of America. It still stings. Question four. This is more of a fictional geography. Oh, no. (laughs) Name the famous fictional town created by Garrison Keillor as the setting for the radio program A Prairie Home Companion. 
Locked in. What? Locked in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I am also locked in. There you go. Uh, Lake Wobegon. Andy? It's been a quiet week in Lake Wobegon. Mm. And Kells. That was that would have been a nice answer. I said Prairie View. Ooh, close. that's not fictional. Could be. <laughs> it's in your mind. If it's in a different state, <laughs> it would have been a nice answer because it was the correct answer. Kells. Yeah, what? I figured. No, y'all got the right answer, not me. Oh, oh. that's why he directed it at me. Oh, too <laughs> much white claw. Jeez. <laughs> All right, I don't know. I'm just gonna pass on. Like I knew what he's talking about. Uh, okay, at the end of category two, I've got uh, Andy with a perfect score of eighty so far. Jeez. And uh, Kells and Devo are well within striking distance with fifty each. Holy moly! I'm not I'm looking talking. good. I'm not talking. I hope the next four are sport. You will talk. You will jinx we yourself. Not it's talking. Okay. Nope. Not. Not. not <laughs> nope. Nope, nope, nope. Let's 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 move on to music. Yes. Mm. <laughs> we all know one answer. Hopefully. <laughs> Question, one. <laughs> Question one. What artist used the pseudonyms Joey Coco, Jamie Starr, and Alexander Nevermind, among others? Hmm. Oh, the, the first two don't sound familiar, but the last one definitely does. I almost didn't include the last one because I thought it might be too much, too easy. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm. I am totally guessing. Oh, mm-hmm. total guess. I am too. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Okay, I, I'm just guessing. Andy. This is going to be my go-to guess for every question in this category if I have to, but Ridiculous Names Prince. Okay. Kels? It was a seesaw battle between Prince and Morris Day, and I went with Prince. Oh, Morris Day might be it. Devo? Now I feel like a Nimrod. I put Elvis Costello. Is he from Minnesota? Is he from? I don't think so. I don't know. He's got a shot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, so this uh, gentleman wrote a lot of songs and um, used, when other people sang his songs, he often used a pseudonym for the writing credit. And those were all writing credit pseudonyms for Prince. Oh, God bless this. Wow. Okay. What a bunch of garbage yeah like i i think if i remember right joey joey coco was uh for that bengal song oh i'm a manic monday manic monday yeah yeah i think that i think he, he joey coco has the writing credit for that song wow. and i was just in the middle of a dream <laughs> first stanza <laughs> sorry <laughs> question two what famous event in Minnesota history, which claimed 29 lives, occurred on November 10th, 1975, and was memorialized in song in 1976? Locked in. And I do have it. 
I do have an easy mode for this one for for half points. Please, please. I'll, I'll basically, I'll t- for, the, for the easy mode, I'll tell you whose song it was. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. Andy's locked in. Kells and Dave. I want the easy mode. Yes. Easy mode is Gordon Lightfoot considers it one of his best songs. Mm. That made it the same level of difficulty for me. Uh, <laughs> I'm embarrassed uh, to say I can sing this song by heart. I'm, I, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Okay. Kels? I just guessed a blizzard. Devo? Was this the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? Andy? The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down of the big lake they call Gitchagumi. It's the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. It is the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yay! So five points for Devo, ten for Andy. Question three. Although not a Minnesota native, this hip-hop artist began her recording career in Minneapolis. She's received eight nominations for next year's Grammys. Who is she? I'm locked in. Oh, I uh, I just uh, got it. Locked in. Locked in. Devo? Lizzo? Andy? Uh, Billy English. <laughs> I guess Lizzo. Correct answer is Lizzo. <sighs> there goes oh, the, perfect the, the perfect game. game has been broken up. There goes the perfect game. <laughs> and he lost it on Billy Eilish. Wow. <laughs> he lost it on Billy Eilish. <laughs> <laughs> you go to hell and you die. <laughs> Question four. What actress, singer, and dancer was born Frances Ethel Gum on June 10th, 1922 in Grand Rapids, Minnesota? Locked in. Uh, I'll, I'll do an easy mode for this one, too. I'm, gonna take, I'm locked in. I'm going to take the easy mode. Because for starters, I can't believe we're doing <laughs> Minnesota music and not Bob Dylan. But okay, sure. Um, I'm going to take the easy mode, too. Okay. So Davo's locked in. Andy and Kells want the easy mode. So she is best remembered for one early movie role, despite being nominated for Academy Awards in A Star is Born and Judgment at Nuremberg later in her career. Oh, I'm locked in with a total guess. I'm more, I'm curious to see if it'll be this person. I am locked in. All right. Andy, who who did you guess? Ethel Merman, move on. (laughs) Um, I got to thinking the early movie had to be something like really, really big. And I'm hoping it's the Wizard of Oz. Oh, that will make it Judy Garland. That makes a lot of sense. Deva, was she in Judgment at Nuremberg? I have no. I'm hoping so. <laughs> if I remember correctly, she was the youngest of the Gum Sisters. Uh, she is Judy Garland. Correct answer is Judy uh, Garland. Well, Devo does know is Judy Garland. I do. Who, who are the other Gum Sisters? Uh, Bobby and Ricky. Seriously? <laughs> Legitimately? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I think you're making that up. <laughs> you're a mean man. <laughs> They were Mary Jane and Dorothy Virginia, oh. as well as Francis Ethel. 
That's what Tom Petty's song is about. Yeah, that's exactly what it's about, Dave. It's Judy Garland's last performance with her sister, Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know what to make of that. So I'm just going to yeah. move on and say yeah. that at the end of round three, Andy has 100 mm-hmm. points. Kells and Debo are both tied with 75. Mm. Closing the gap. That was not a good category for me. Not the best. Which brings us to category four, which is sports. Sport ball. I like sport ball. Question one. This former Viking head coach played in the NFL, the CFL, and the NBA before beginning his coaching career. He won four Grey Cups in the CFL, but lost in the Super Bowl four times with the Vikings. Who is he? Locked in. And for a double bonus. Double bonus. Two points each. What CFL team did he coach for 10 years? And what was the NBA team that he won a championship with in 1950? 1950? Mm I'm I'm guessing because he's from the right period, but I did not know about the NBA. But I suppose it kind of makes sense. Okay. I'm locked in with both. I am locked in. All right, Kyle's. what's your answer? Uh, I think the coach is Bud Grant. And since I only know two CFL teams, I guess the Montreal Alouettes. And I'm thinking he might have played for the Syracuse Nationals. Okay. Andy? Bud Grant. That's all I got. Okay. David? Uh. The coach is Bud Grant. I believe he played for the Lakers, and he coached the Edmonton Eskimos. Oh, that would be. So you all got Bud Grant, or Harry Peter Grant was his full full name. He uh, played for and coached the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I was going to say the Blue Bombers. (laughs) 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 And he played for one or one and a half seasons with the Minneapolis Lakers. Woo! Oh, that fits the theme. Gosh. I wonder I wonder how many I don't I don't know if the NBA had uh, had rings at that time, but I, I wonder how many people have NBA championships and uh Grey Cup championships. Likely just him. <laughs> there can't be very many. It's probably him. And he he was he tried really hard to get a Super Bowl ring, but I guess just couldn't pull it off four different no. times. All right, question two. What player is the Minnesota Twins' all-time career leader in hits, runs, and total bases and was a first ballot Hall of Famer in 2001? Ooh. Is that the right way to phrase that, the first ballot Hall of Famer? Yes. It was like the yeah, first, yeah. first year he was eligible. Um, oh, I feel like I I'm should know this without even thinking about it, but. I'm locked in. Oh, great. And they're locked in. I might have to take my Furby freebie. I am I am frozen on this one. I bet you're going to kick yourself. Yep. Hard. Deva? Well, there are, there's always Harmon Killebrew and Rod Carew and those twins that were pretty those famous. Uh, but, I, but I went with Kirby Puckett. Oh. Kels? Two tears in a bucket. 
Kirby Puckett. All right, that's it. I quit. Good night, everybody. And he was leading. <laughs> yeah. He's... All right, I'm back. You back? <sighs> okay, Sorry. I've got three, three of these questions left. Andy, so three questions at the bottom of the bucket that have been getting stronger uh, in time as they sit there. Um, three. I'm going with. I need to finish number one. I'm going with number one. Okay. Oh, that's a good choice. Is it? <laughs> yes. Really. Yep. I like this one a lot. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar, Andy, with the Caesar salad? I am familiar with the Caesar salad. That's that's not actually the question. I'm just curious. <laughs> Damn. The, the question is, in what country was the Caesar salad invented? Oh, my God. This came up recently on a stupid TV show. And I'm going to say <laughs> in the United States of America. America. That's your America for sure. Yeah. It was very, very, very close to America because it was in Tijuana, Mexico. That's right. Ooh. Yep. That's right. That's, yep. 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 There it is. This was in a podcast recently or something. <sighs> Furby freebie. No, Alton Brown talked about it on Good Eats. Oh, how I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so Kirby Puckett was right. correct. Yes, I'm sorry. Did I not say that? Kirby Puckett was a correct answer. I didn't give you the opportunity. All right. That's <laughs> three wrong now. I'm crashing and burning. It'll be fine. Question three. How many years did Minnesota go without an NBA team between the Lakers and the Timberwolves? Oh, hell. Oh, wow. Oh, oh hell. I'll take off one point for every year that you're off. Uh Okay. This is. It's kind of a math question, but you kind of got to know the years. Hey. Hey. It's an easy math question. I did. All right. I mean, relatively. Carry the one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm locked in. Y equals MX plus. I'm locked in. (laughs) I'm locked in. Andy, what's your answer? I went with 11 because it's louder. Okay. <laughs> Kels? Uh, I went with 27 because I know that the Timberwolves popped up in either. I think it was like 88. And I'm hoping the Lakers left at late 50s, early 60s. So I went with 27. Okay. Dave I went with 30 because the Lakers, I believe, left in 1958 and the Timberwolves were a team in 1988. So I went with an even 30. That's a really good guess. Well, those are both really close. Andy's not so much. (laughs) The, the numbers I have is the, the Lakers left Minnesota in 1960 and the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves started in 1989 so the correct answer is 29 years. Oh, oh, wow. So Kel's got eight and Dave got nine. Andy got what? zero. 
just put good. another goose egg well played, here Darbo. on my scoreboard. Thank you. All right, shake it off. All right, question four. John Schuster and three fellow Minnesotans staged a monumental upset in their sport by winning a gold medal in the 2018 Olympics in what sport? Monumental upset in 2018. I'm, I'm locked in. It's three guys? John Schuster and three fellow Minnesotans. Four guys altogether. See, you know math. <laughs> They're not, necessarily, they're not necessarily all guys either. I didn't say they were all guys. Well, the Olympics aren't exactly, uh, uh, yeah, it's still, uh, all right, I'm locked in. Wow. <laughs> His brain's locking up. It's locking up. Wow, I can see the sparks from here. <laughs> Kels? Um, okay, I have no, no idea if this is correct or not, but I just kind of want it to be, but I, I put down curling. Oh, nice. Andy, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the track and field event. I'm gonna say it's the relay. I think there's four guys that do the David. relay. Well, it's the Winter Olympics, so it be tough to run a relay in the snow. In the snow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I also said curling. Yeah, I kind of. I specifically didn't say that it was a summer or winter Olympics and just put the year in there just to see if that would trick anybody. Apparently it did. Uh, <laughs> that is fun. <laughs> the correct answer is curling. I believe that was the first uh, U.S. gold medal in curling. It's real cold in Minnesota. They like their yeah. curling. All right. At the end of round four. Davo is in the lead with 116 points. Kells is in second place with 113, and Andy has 110. Oh man, you're still in there, Andy. You still. It's out. a it's a six point game right now. Wow. In the tenth game of a tournament that is evenly tied. Mm. We should only, you know, in the future we should consider just doing two categories. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the two that. So you, you just want. Science and first couple of categories, and I'm out of here. All right. <laughs> All right. Category five is literature. Ooh, shoot. Not like books, they don't move. <laughs> Question one What American fiction writer born in St. Paul in 1896 wrote several novels? and short stories which helped to illustrate the flamboyance and excess of the jazz age some of his novels include this side of paradise the beautiful and the damned and tender is the night who is he no (laughs) see andy reads books well i do too just if you if you're asked if you ask me about the the monster manual i'd be all about it I think it's. I think Andy's uh, better half reads books, and I look over his shoulder. He looks at the pictures. Yeah, <laughs> well, I am locked in. Uh, I'm locked in. Deva. Um. So when you said excesses of the jazz age, I thought of the Great Gatsby, and I think that was written by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Okay, Kels. I wish I would have thought of that. 
I stuck with the the theme, and I said Morris Day, because I sound like <laughs> oh we oh we oh. Andy, first off, Dave, I'll admit it. When he started saying the Jazz Age, you thought, <laughs> um, yeah, well, <laughs> and it is. It's F. Scott Fitzgerald. He purposely left off his greatest work. I did, in fact, leave off the Great Gatsby. And I think a, a trivia nugget that we've talked about in the past, uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald had a pretty tempestuous relationship with his wife, Zelda, who is the namesake or the, uh, the the legend of Zelda. The Princess Zelda was named after Zelda Fitzgerald. Really? Really? Yeah. Huh. Because she was a strong, independent, beautiful woman. Heck yeah. All and right. she drank a lot and was... Uh, She's pretty interesting in her own right. His her her diaries were the were the um, the uh, inspiration for a lot of um, Fitzgerald's um, novels and short stories. All right, question two. Although he was originally from Pittsburgh, this author and playwright wrote his two most famous pieces at a bar in Saint Paul, Minnesota. His best known plays are Fences, which won a Pulitzer Prize and a Tony Award. The Piano Lesson, which won a Pulitzer, and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Name this African-American playwright. Locked in. Locked in. Uh, come on. You could have stopped at Fences for me. Yeah, yeah. And once you said uh, Pittsburgh, I was like, ooh, I, I'm hoping. <laughs> and you kept going on I'm like, yes. I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't go with, I'm glad I didn't go with my, my other hint. Or my, my, I was going to do a bonus about Pittsburgh. Mm. I'm locked in. Andy? August Wilson. Who the heck is that? Langston Hughes. Move along. <laughs> August Wilson. The correct answer is August Wilson. Offenses was just made into a movie a couple of years ago. Um, yes. I think what I read was he was... Um, it, it would had been optioned for a movie earlier... And they had a white director, and he he was like, "No, that's not going to work." And so I think Denzel Washington ended up directing that. Yes. And I heard that Netflix is doing either a movie or a series based on Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Hmm. The, the movie Fences with Fences is 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 one of the greatest films I've seen in the last few years. I, I really liked it. I did. I had forgotten about it until I read this question that. Uh, that Barry wrote. I'm like, oh yeah, that was a good movie. Um, so, Devo, the reason Pittsburgh was uh, important is because he wrote a series of 10 plays that are all based in a different decade that are all about the the black experience in America, and it's called the uh, this Pittsburgh cycle. Well, if you had mentioned that, I still would have gotten it wrong. <laughs> That's just a little nugget for you for the next Thanks. time this comes up. Uh, hey, I'm ready. All right. Question three. This famed American novelist, short story writer, and playwright from Sauk Center, Minnesota, became the first writer from the United States to receive the Nobel Prize in Literature in 1930. His works tended to criticize capitalism and materialism. Name him. Um, Sock like S-A-U-K? Yeah. I think that's how it's pronounced. S-A-U-K. I think so. Sock, yeah. Um, Locked in. 
Hmm. Uh, did I lock in? I can't oh. remember. Oh, good. Well, I did lock in. My brain immediately <laughs> shut off from the question once I wrote, I wrote my answer. <laughs> um, I'm sure. I don't know. I'm locked in. What's your answer, Andy? Sinclair Lewis. Devo? Aldous Huxley. Move on. <laughs> Kels? I said Arthur Miller. Correct answer is Sinclair Lewis. Look who's back on the bean. Oh. <sighs> I had a rough couple innings there. Question four. Though he was not known as an author, he won the 2016 Nobel Prize for Literature. Born in Duluth and raised in Hibbing, name this famous Minnesotan. Oh, locked in. Oh, my goodness. Said not known for... He was not known as an author. I know as an author. Oh. But he won the, the Nobel Prize for Literature. Locked in. In 2016. I'll take my Furby freebie. Okay. Andy? Bob Dylan. Deva? Your reaction gave me the answer, Andy. It's Bob Dylan. Yes, the correct answer is Bob Dylan. He's known for doing that. Yeah. Kells, you got the last Furby freebie of the of the tournament. <laughs> It's going bad, man. It's been in there for a while. Pick a number between one and two. Well, not between <laughs> one and two. Amongst one and two. I'll take two. Okay. What ocean does the eastern end of the Panama Canal open into? The eastern end of the Panama Canal. Yes. I want to say the Atlantic. So I'm going to go with, oh man, no, I don't feel good. <laughs> That's what Furby Flamies do to you. You don't feel I good. Your stomach it. hurt. Right. It, it turned just a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll say Atlantic. Okay. The correct answer is the Pacific. See what of he's doing to us? You see what he's doing to us? Because so if you probably not straight if, across, it's probably a weird kind of. Well, Kels, I know you're good with geography. Geography, so picture Panama. Mm -hmm. It kind of it's kind of in an S shape, laid on its on its side. Right. And so when it's it's going from from the, well, just look at a picture of it. The no, easternmost I... end <laughs> opens into the Pacific. That yeah, I can I can kind of see. Or th that's the thing when you don't know where it is in the country, it could yeah, you'd be anywhere. What what country is it again? You know, Ecuador, it's the place Panama. With the <laughs> Pan the Ecuador Canal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about Panama. Man, yeah. man, sorry, man, man. <laughs> Panama. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, oh, right. do that again. Okay, at the end of round five. Andy's back in the lead with 150 after a perfect literature round. Devo has 136 and Kells has 123. Mm. Mm -hmm. Boy, I, got, I had a shaky couple innings in there, but they kept me in. <laughs> One more round. And this is Minnesota general knowledge. Oh, my gosh. 
Why would general knowledge frighten you? I don't know. <laughs> the whole game is general knowledge. It's specific knowledge about general topics. We've <laughs> been playing general knowledge for two years. It's not general knowledge. It's specific knowledge about general topics. You read our bio. Oh my well, God. these are we four have a bio. These are four questions about famous Minnesotan generals. What? No, no, wow. just, that's just, it's just <laughs> that would have been good. That would have been awesome. It's just random. My mind was racy. I couldn't come up with one. All right. Question one: Minnesota is often called the land of ten thousand lakes, as someone mentioned earlier, but that is not accurate. Considering concerning only lakes that are over ten acres. Tell me if there are more or less than 10,000 lakes. And I'll give a five-point bonus to whichever one of you comes closest to guessing the correct number of lakes. I'm locked in. Locked in. Locked in. All right. Andy, what's your answer? Well, I'm going to say there's more than 10,000 lakes. Okay. But I'm going to guess there isn't a lot more than 10,000 lakes. Otherwise, they'd be bragging like 11,000 lakes or 12,000 lakes. So I'm going to say there's 10,500 lakes. Okay. David? Uh, I said there are less lakes than 10,000 at 8,500 approximately. Okay. And Kells? I also went with less, but you know how... Like 9,000 lakes doesn't sound, you know, as sexy as 10,000. But I, I did say 9,500. All right. Well, the correct number of lakes that are over 10 acres in the state of Minnesota is 11,842. Why so, aren't they the, the land of 12,000 lakes then? Why wouldn't you do that? I'll have to ask the Minnesotans. Um, so not only did Andy, was the only one to get the answer correct. He also got the five point bonus. Really thought I was going to get that one wrong. Question two, by what name do we better know the entertainer born James Janos in Minneapolis, Minnesota in 1951? And I have an, I have an easy mode. Yeah. I'm going to need the easy mode. Me too. I have no idea. Who easy mode. About. Uh, three Pete. Easy mode. Okay. So the easy mode is this guy who was born in Minneapolis in 1951 as James Janos is also well known for a four year non entertainment gig that he had in the state. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Locked in. Locked in. It seems like that sounds like that rang a bell for all of you instantly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Deva? Jesse the Body Ventura. Kels? Jesse the Body Ventura. And Andy? Jesse the Governor Ventura. <laughs> Correct answer is Jesse Ventura. So I, I always thought it was kind of funny that the movie Predator ended up having two future governors awesome. in it. But then I thought, then I realized that there are two other movies that also had those same two governors in them. Do you know what those are? The Running One Man. that came out in the... I'm sorry. Yeah, that one came out the same year as The Predator. You know what the other one was? Ooh. David, you should know this one. 
but that I thought was, it was the... Terminator. Was it Terminator? I don't know. No, was it? not just So would it be? No, well, no it was it in, be totally. I think it was in 1997 or there. 97 superhero movie. Oh my god, he was a guard oh, in oh, Batman oh, and Robin. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh snap! <laughs> the one that we don't talk yeah. about. all right question three spam was introduced july 5th 1937 by a minnesota company headquartered in austin austin minnesota it gained popularity worldwide after its use during world war ii Uh, and by 2003 spam was sold in 41 countries on six continents and trademarked in over 100 countries what company makes spam locked in Locked in? Ooh. Oh, yeah. I blanked there for a minute. All I could think of was spam. <laughs> I'm locked in. Kels? I think it's Hormel. Andy? Hormel. Yeah, that's what I went with. Hormel! Well. I jumped the gun anyway. Correct answer is Hormel. Hormel. <laughs> premature answer sorry I was excited it's a little weird well you know how excited Davo gets about I love Spam Spam is really good I do too I'm a huge fan of Spam my wife's grandma lives in Austin Minnesota and my wife has been to the Spam Museum in Austin and I have a couple cool Spam t-shirts from the Spam Museum nice nice they are very cool man One's got a big can of spam and Paul Bunyan, or just spam t-shirts. Come on, okay. Is Paul Bunyan eating spam? Yeah. How do you think he got so big, man? <laughs> I personally have the spam sketch memorized from Monty Python because I'm a nerd. That, that that's I I know like one word from it that they repeat spam! a lot. <laughs> All right. Question four. The last question in this entire tournament though he was born in south dakota this minnesota politician twice served in the united states senate and was the 38th vice president of the united states name him locked in oh oh man sorry i had a coughing fit there but i am oh man i've got like three answers in my head well, we need one on your page. All right, I'll go. I got. I'll go with the one on my page. Here we go. Locked it. All right, Andy. What's the answer? Walter Mondale. Devo. Well, the the I wrote down Walter Mondale. But I also had Hubert Humphrey and oh and Rockefeller. Not Rockefeller, but Hubert Humphrey. Yeah. yeah. Crap. Uh. So you, so your answer is my answer Mondale. is Mondale. Might okay. be Humphrey though. Yeah. Kels? Who was Mund who was Mundale? Who was he vice president for? Carter. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. Ford. Yeah. No, yeah, it was Carter. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Carter. Yeah, Ford. No, it was Ford. It was Carter. He w- he anyway. wasn't a, of course, because he, he was a Democrat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I, I got the yips bad now. It's Real getting towards bad. the end of this match. Uh, anyway, I went with the original Triple H, uh, Hubert H. Humphrey. <laughs> the original Triple H. 
Well, I'll tell you, only one of you got this one right. Ah, the correct answer it. is Hubert Humphrey. Dang it, dang it. As soon as you said Humphrey, because I knew Mondale was born and raised in Minnesota, I think. Well, I thought I immediately thought of the Metrodome when they were talking about politicians. <laughs> it was the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome. You know, actually, yep. Barry's original question uh, mentioned the Metrodome, and I took it out just to shorten it a little bit. Oh, come so on, I dude. I might have cost you that question. It did. Well, Dang it. <laughs> Barry, Neil nerfed your question. <laughs> yeah. I made it more challenging is what I did. Uh, I didn't want more Only challenging. Yeah, that's what we need. It's and by the way, he was he was vice president for Lyndon B. Johnson. Oh, yeah. that makes a lot more sense. LBJ and Triple H. LBJ and Triple H. Yeah. Okay, all right. All right HBK, all right. LBJ, and Triple H. What are those <laughs> So he was kind of an interesting guy. I, I was reading a little bit on his Wikipedia page. So for one thing, he was the lead author of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. So that's pretty cool, right? Indeed. But he also threatened uh, to create concentration camps for people determined to be subversives. Oh, my God. And he proposed making membership in the Communist Party a felony. Oh, wow. Wow. So, you know. Everybody has one idea. Perhaps. Every once in a while. That is worth. Perhaps he was a man of his time. But anyway, at the end of our final categories andy has 180 points deva 151 and cal's has 148 oh man you got a lot of ground to cover yeah and if this last I feel question, like you... i think it is i'm done <laughs> like it i can't what do you, come out of this what do you think it is if cities. it's the cities no <laughs> it is not cities yes oh thank god oh yes. i felt good about a city's question. i know you do andy <laughs> it's <laughs> It's, it's harder than cities. Oh, no. I don't like hard. I'm not smart. <laughs> All right. And again, you know, for whatever you don't like in this quiz, it's Barry's fault. <laughs> Minnesota is the home to 19 Fortune 500 companies. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, he, he wanted to give you 10 points for naming any of the 19 I'm going to limit it to the top 10. Oh, no. So name 10 of the largest Fortune 500 companies in that are headquartered in the state of Minnesota. I can name 10. <laughs> I think I can name and I'll give, I'll give you a hint. We didn't mention any of these. Oh, man. There goes during my first. The, during this. <laughs> Hormel, I was I was in the middle of writing down Hormel when he said that. I wrote it down. It was the first one. Scratch. Hopes and dreams thrown out the window. So, Hormel was one of the nineteen, but it's not one of the top ten. It's not one top ten. Oh, uh, wait, just one second, Bobble. Yes, it's your friendly podcasting fanatic. Here to shout out my trivia brothers from another mother. The Trivia Rogues. When you get a chance, pop on over to the Trivia Rogues and let Billy and the gang educate you on some things, Bubba. Funk on. And do remember to please look both ways before you cross my mind, baby. 
Kells, you need to get four more than Andy to win. <laughs> Thanks, Neil. <laughs> Davo, you need three more than Andy to win. Yeah. Um, I'm basically looking at everything in my kitchen and on my bar for brands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of there myself, man. Uh, I, I have 10, 10 companies. One fictional written down. <laughs> okay. I'm just making stuff up now. I got my 10. All right, Andy, did you lock in with yours? Yes, sir. Okay. All right, let's start with Kels. Give me your answers. All right. So um, starting out, given that the Twins and the, the Twins play at Target Field, and the Timberwolves play or, or used to play for years at Target Center, I guess, Target. Okay. Uh, Lando Lakes, the name just made sense. Uh, Rubbermaid, Emerson, General Electric, Carmart, The Snooty Fox, Best Buy, Kelvinator, which I don't know if they still do, but they <laughs> used to make refrigerators and freezers, and Sears. All right. Those are some good guesses. David? Uh, the only one I was sure of was Target. And then I'm, I'm just embarrassed, and I apologize to Barry now. But this is what I said. Yeah, I agree, Dougie. It's rough. Um, <laughs> I said Oscar Mayer, L.L. Bean. <laughs> Uh, Cabela's, HP, JCPenney, Costco, John Deere, and Peterbilt. Don't laugh nice. at me, Kells. Nice. I Kelvinator. Mean, <laughs> dude, I, got, I, I have the snooty fox on my list. It's not real. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if you had 10. I only wrote down nine. I only caught nine of those, but it really doesn't matter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well i mean i i just i didn't recognize i mean the ones some of the ones you said weren't on the list so man andy what's your guess Neil, you're ruthless oh, well, okay okay I'll, okay i got ll bean cabela's <laughs> hp jc penny costco john deere and peter belt what did i miss target that was it i got target yeah target oscar, oscar meyer bean cabela's oscar meyer <laughs> L. L. I've got Target, Oscar Meyer, L.L. Bean, Cabela's, HP, JCPenney, Costco, John Deere, and Peterbilt. That is only nine because I misnumbered my page. Got it. <laughs> God bless. Uh, I'm, uh, I, I locked in with nine. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is like watching Brett Favre play for the Minnesota Vikings right here. <sighs> Just, um, the first one I got, I was surprised nobody else got this because it was a question we had a few episodes ago. 3M started off as a mining company in hmm. Minnesota. Uh, General Mills from our cereal episode. Uh, Target. I think Best Buy is also in uh, Minnesota, Dere. Um, Land O'Lakes. 
and then I really started struggling. Um, the Sioux Line used to be based out of there. They are now part of the Canadian Pacific. I think the Canadian Pacific's main offices, CP America anyways, in Minnesota. So oh, I'm CP gosh. America. <laughs> um, Ray Guy Corp. That's a good corporation. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Freeze, Inc. And uh, Fab Five Freddy Freezers. I'd buy one of those. I know, wouldn't yeah, you? I mean, that would be sweet. <laughs> and I, I locked oh. in also with nine in honor of Davo. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's not going to take me very long to total these up. You don't want to look up Fab Five Freddy Freezers? That's hard no, to say. It's not even a thing. <laughs> All right. Did so, um, God bless. So number f number nineteen on the list was Polaris Industries. They make um, snowmobiles, like oh, snow Ford motors and stuff. Snowmobiles and yeah. stuff. Uh, then there's Patterson, which makes medical supplies. No, no. Uh, I'll skip those. Land of Lakes was number eleven. Oh, so just just missed it. Mm. Those were good guesses. Oh man. Um, so number ten, Ecolab, which apparently makes some kind of. Uh, water filtration and air filtration systems for commercial yeah. uh, purposes. I don't really know. C.H. Uh, Robinson Worldwide is a transportation company. Number eight is General Mills. Mm. Uh, seven is Super Value, which is a grocery. They own uh, a bunch of grocery My first chains. job ever was at a Super Value. Mm. A bag I think boy. they now own Albertsons and a bunch of other a bunch of other uh, stores. I didn't know they still existed. I don't know if the Super Value stores do, mm -hmm. but they own a bunch of chains. Hmm. They're the they're 180 on the Fortune 500. Oh. Uh, number six is U.S. Bank Corp. So U.S. Bank. Hmm. Number five is 3M. Number four is CHS, which makes agricultural equipment. Number three, Best Buy. Yes. Number two, Target. Target. And number five is United Health Group. Wow, man. Let me do this well, math. Real large quick. Okay. insurance company. Let me do my Gazentas here. Um, yeah. So, Kels, oh. you got Target for 10 points. And um, Best Buy. Oh, and Best Buy. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, it, it won't make much of a difference. I just It will to me, dang it. <laughs> well, it actually, I think, is going to mean the difference between second and third place. Uh, Deva, you got one. I got a target. For 10 points. Andy got four for 40 mm, points. Couldn't be caught. So, Deva, you ended up in third place with 161. Kells, 168. And Andy, 220 points. Oh, my God. Andy, Andy, oh my god I so can't going back over to our tournament our final <laughs> tournament scores so as you know we uh first place gets three points second place gets two points and third place gets one point so we ended up the end of the fight for the verbi devo with 19 kells with 20 and andy with 21 wow you just won a furby i just won the, i just i i want to think i i, I want to think <laughs> 
Aaron Harris, uh, Macy, Natalia, and Justin. I want to. I want to thank. I want to thank Cole Pete and Fran Wright. This one's for you, Fran. I want to thank the entire staff at Arby's on Eighth Street, Colorado Springs. Um, you're done. Okay. Congratulations, Andy. That was really good. That was really really good. Thank you for playing me off the stage after three seconds. Yeah, well, you know, we're, we're <laughs> pressed for time. a lot longer than three seconds. Yeah, we're pressed <laughs> for time. A lot longer than three seconds. Okay. In the edit, it's going to be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, great job, Andy. Great job to everybody. Thank you, Barry, for that excellent category for the final in the Fight for the Furby tournament. I can't stress enough how awesome it is to receive quizzes from all you ladlers out there. So follow the way of Barry and send something in. We love it. So from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is Davo with Kells. I've had a good time in this tournament, but I was really hoping that the final question would have been cities just so I could use my golden girl's knowledge to say St. Olaf. <laughs> all I, it's all I wanted. Champion, winner of the Furby, Andy. So long and thank you, Ladle Brainers. You like me. You really like me. Boo. Uh, wow. <clears throat> it was allergic and Neil. Lake will be gone. Where all the women are strong, all the men are good looking, and all the children are above average. I wanted to to get in there with uh, the the healing waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> Lake Minnetonka. Yeah. <laughs> hoping it would come up. Me too. Uh, greetings and salutations, all you good trivia people out there. I know what you're thinking. Hey, I really enjoyed this show. Uh, how can I get a little more? Well, here to help you out. You can look up these good people on Twitter at Little Brain. Or Facebook's more your deal. You can look them up at Brain Little Productions. Hey, they've even got their own webpage. It's uh, BrainLittleTrivia.com. Now, if you're feeling generous, you can join a Patreon. Where if you donate $10 or more, you can even get yourself a fancy show invite. How about that? Until we meet again, this has been 44, and I'm glad you joined us. Hope I'm out. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions, all rights reserved.